Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another motherfucking episode of a podcast, well, that I like to call this and that, a podcast where we, well, you all know the whole shindig by now, <clears throat> a podcast where we talk about anything and everything going on around the world of news, sports, gossip, drama, <clears throat> and clearing your throat. Oh yeah, you get to hear that in your ears. Oh yeah. That's, it's nice, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm just going <laughs> to... Anyways, uh, we've got a Trump-tastic podcast, that's for sure. Uh, I'm talking a lot about Trump. Uh, the World Series is going to be played in a bubble. Connor McGregor... Oh, boy. <clears throat> McGregor getting into trouble again. Uh... And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, reopening schools and YouTube adding a new shorts feature to rival TikTok. And Florida is lifting a ban on saggy pants. Oh, boy. <laughs> As if Florida couldn't get any more fucking... <clears throat> but anyways, let us begin with the uh, first topic at hand and it's AMC to re-release Chadwick Boseman film 42 to honor the late actor uh I'm not gonna lie I've never watched Black Panther uh, I've never seen it but uh <clears throat> AMC theaters is planning to re-release 42 the film in which Chadwick Boseman starred as the legendary baseball player Jackie Robinson this week in honor of the late actor According to The Hollywood Reporter, the company will be screening the film at over 300 sites starting this weekend. Customers will reportedly be able to purchase tickets to attend the screenings on Tuesday. Keep in mind, this was from uh, 9.01.20, so this was from like news throughout the week. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> I thought that was pretty cool. They're honoring him and... Uh, you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Wakanda forever, like I said. Uh, I, I really didn't watch the Black Panther film, but I, I guess I may have to one day and, and check it out. But uh, that's that's pretty cool. Shout out to AMC. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, oh boy, here we go. This is, this is going to be a fun one. Fans jeered during moment of silence as NFL season kicks off. Yes, last Thursday, uh, the Chiefs and the Texans kicked off the NFL season. And oh boy, am I happy to have football back. Let me tell you, I am fucking happy to have football back in my life, man. I was like, these motherfuckers, the, f the fucking coronavirus took away the XFL from me. So now I don't have any more <clears throat> spring football to watch. But, of course, the uh, Rock came in and saved that. So, hopefully, the XFL is back for another season. Uh, excuse me. Clear my uh, throat there. Uh, I know my cousin last season, the inaugural season, got tickets, season tickets to the Vipers. So, that was, that was pretty freaking cool. But, uh, yeah. So, during a moment of silence, I guess a moment of unity... Um, <clears throat> the the National Football League season kicked off the 
kicked off under a cloud on Thursday after fans jeered during a moment of silence for social justice ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs game against the Houston Texans. <clears throat> so, f fans uh, weren't too happy. By the way, that last article, that Chadwick Boseman article, was from uh, thehill.com. You're going to hear thehill.com a lot in this podcast. I, I, I love their website. It just gets straight to the point of the article. No bullshit. But uh, this article is from uh, R-E-U-T-E-R-S. Returns. I'm going to just say fuck it. Returns.com. However the fuck you say it. <clears throat> I don't care. But honestly... Let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about this protesting shit and this kneeling shit. You know, honestly, in my eyes, it doesn't belong in sports, okay? And, and it shouldn't be in sports. It's It pisses me off <clears throat> that sports have to be ruined by this bullshit, okay? Now, I understand, I understand, I understand, all right? I understand. They're protesting... For social justice, you know, police brutality. I get that. That's fine. You know, protest away. But <clears throat> please do us all a favor and just not in sports. No, keep it out of sports. Not in sports, okay? If you think about it, these athletes have plenty of other platforms to protest. They have millions upon millions of... Followers on social media. And I'm talking millions upon millions of followers. <clears throat> if these players want to protest, then they should protest in their own time. Not while they're on the clock. Because what a lot of people fail to realize is that the NFL has a say in whether players can and cannot protest because they are privately owned business. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I guess the NFL has allowed it. <clears throat> Again, they are a privately owned business, so I guess they said, you know what? They're okay with it, which in my eyes if is if I was the commissioner, any player that kneeled or disrespected the flag or disrespected the anthem would immediately be fined $500,000. And if they do it again... It's an automatic two-game suspension. <clears throat> you know, and if they keep continuing to kneel, then the punishments keep adding on and getting harsher. You know? But like I said, I understand why they're protesting. I get it. Alright? It's just that sports are supposed to be a thing where we can all just get together... And enjoy a good football game or and enjoy a good basketball game or hockey game or whatever sport you may be into or baseball, you know? <clears throat> but sadly this stuff has taken over sports and it's it's it sucks, honestly. I know I I, I just wish that it would be left out of sports and you know, just just keep it out of sports, is all I gotta say, you know? But of course, the uh, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs only allowed uh, less than 17,000 uh, in the stadium. 
Normally the uh, capacity would be uh, 75,000, but uh, <clears throat> only two stadiums allowed fans, uh, which was Kansas City and Jacksonville. And I guess we haven't heard, I haven't heard anything to my knowledge about uh, COVID outbreaks or anything like that. So I guess that's a good step in the right direction for sports, uh, you know. <clears throat> no, I haven't heard anything about that yet, but uh, I I'm pretty sure that COVID procedures were in place, you know, fans were following the uh, stadium guidelines, whatever those were, or state guidelines, or, you know, <clears throat> but uh, anyways, moving on from that, oh boy, oh boy. Connor McGregor is in the news again. Uh, Connor McGregor's reps deny report of sexual assault. This is from ESPN.com. Uh, Connor McGregor's representatives reached angrily to report that the UFC star had been arrested and accused of sexual assault. While on a trip to France. I probably read that wrong, but... <clears throat> oh, well, fuck it. On Saturday, the agent... Fr oh, wow. The agent France press... France press? French press? Oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go call it the agent French press. The AFP. Yeah, fuck it, we'll call it the AFP. Let me try that again. On Saturday, the AFP... There you go, good boy. Where's your heart? Yeah, I can hardly read. I'm a retard. <clears throat> oh boy, and I'm choking on water. Anyways, where were we? Oh yeah. On Sunday, the AFP reported that a complaint was filed Thursday against McGregor and Corsta... Corsis, Corsica, Corsta, fuck it, for alleged attempt sexual assault and sexual exploitation. Exhibit, away, hold on, how do you say that? I am a retard. Hold on, it, excuse me? How do you? Exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. Oh, oh, that's how you say that. Okay, sexual exhibitionism. I was close. <clears throat> See, you're dealing with a person who can't read worth shit. So, keep in mind that this 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 is the type of podcast you clicked on. <laughs> it's a retard behind the mic. You know? Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not the best at this, but fuck it. You know? But hey, the AFP citing prosecutors reported McGregor was arrested and released Saturday following a hearing the report did not say who made the complaint. <clears throat> but uh, McGregor uh, vigorously denies any accusation of misconduct. So, yeah. Basically, it's... Uh, he said, she said. Nah, you, you said this. Nah, you, you know. <clears throat> Hoes want that money. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. Good. When is it... This guy is not in the fucking news for some crazy ass shit, you know? 
Good old McGregor. And one day he's in the news about this, the other day, you know. But hey, that's that's what keeps the the fights good. That's that's what keeps the cheddar coming, I guess. You know, <laughs> something like that. <clears throat> Anyways, but uh, we're we're moving right along, ladies and germs, and ooh boy. <clears throat> World Series at Arlington. First time at one site since 1944. So this is pretty interesting. The World Series will be played entirely at Texas Rangers' new ballpark in Arlington, Texas. And the Major League Baseball hopes fans can attend. So basically, it's kind of like a bubble. I guess if you want to call it a bubble. Would we call one stadium a bubble? I mean, it's just one stadium. It's not... Mm, I guess so. The Division Series, League Championship Series, and World Series all will be part of a bubble design to minimize exposure to the coronavirus, which has limited the regular season to, six, to a 60-game schedule for each club and caused 45 postponements. <clears throat> well then... This will be the first World Series played entirely at one site since 1944 when the Cardinals beat the Browns 4-2 at Sportsman's Park in St. Louis where both teams shared the field. The elimination of travel is obviously a positive because it cuts exposure, baseball commissioner Rob Manfred said in an interview with the Associated Press after Tuesday's announcement. They should have done is they should have had it. I don't know how far apart the uh, ballparks are exactly, but they they should have had the AL in the uh, Cheaters home <clears throat> Astros <clears throat> and then the NL in the uh, Rangers home, you know, have a little bubble. Boom. Two ballparks, you know, but all right, it is what it is, <laughs> you know. Fuck, the White Sox are in the postseason, so I'm not going to lie. I am kind of pumped for uh, postseason baseball if the White Sox can hold on here and make it to the postseason. That that would be awesome. You know, seeing the White Sox in the postseason. But, yeah, that that is that's, that's going to be pretty cool. This is from MLB.NBCSports.com. Uh if you guys want to read the full article, but it's 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 pretty interesting this what this Rona has done to the fucking world here. You know? Sports are not what they should be, to be honest. And uh I I don't know, man. It's just it's weird. I I just can't wait for things to return back to complete normalcy, you know? I think a lot of people can't wait for that, to be honest. Now that I think about it, I think a lot of people can't wait for that. <laughs> you know? But anyways, we're we're moving right along from that. And uh, we're moving on to our final sports topic, which is uh, Big Ten football to resume this weekend. Uh, and I guess President Trump had a, a big 
big saying this. Jesus Christ. That, 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 we'll, we'll get into him here in a little bit. Oops, I hit the mic. Don't you worry. We have plenty of Trump talk in this podcast. Oh, boy. The Big Ten will kick off its football season this weekend of October 24th after the league's presidents and counselors unanimously voted to resume competition, citing daily testing capabilities and a stronger confidence in the latest medical information. The conference announced Wednesday morning. Each team will attempt to play... Excuse me. Will attempt to play eight games in eight weeks, leaving no wiggle room during the coronavirus pandemic before the Big Ten Championship game on December 19th. That date will also feature extra cross-division game for each school, which seeded teams in each division squaring off. Hey, the Boston College Eagles could possibly have a chance at the championship game this year, maybe. <laughs> probably probably not. The Big Ten would complete its season before December 20th, Selection Day for the college football playoff. So, basically, college football is starting to come back here. You know, sports are coming back to normalcy, and that's that's good. That's that's what I like to see. Uh, but hell yeah, Big Ten football is back. That's what's up. You know. But anyways, let us move on from sports now and get into the good shit. The Trump talk. <laughs> As we start with Facebook blocking new political ads ahead of election. Oh boy. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Facebook and social media doing more bullshit. What, what do you expect? Facebook on Thursday announced that it would ban new political advertisements from its platform in the week leading up to the November election as part of an effort to combat misinformation about voting. This is one. This step is one of a series of moves Facebook said it planned to take in order to secure the integrity of this year's elections. Okay. <laughs> the company additionally said it would remove Posts falsely saying people can develop the coronavirus by voting and would attach information labels to other content attempting to delimitize voting methods to the election's outcome. This is uh, also from the this is from the hill.com by the way. Uh, and in an event that a candidate declares victory before the final results are in, the company will add labels to posts directing people to authoritative information Facebook said. Oh. Okay. And I guess Mark suck a dick a bick a dickleberg. <laughs> dickleberg. <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> This election is not going to be business as usual. Mark suck a dickled pickleberg. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a child. Mark suck a dickled pickleberg. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 
I'm d okay, I'm 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 sorry, I'm done. No more. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm immature. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, oh god, I, I feel sorry for people who actually listen to this bullshit. But uh, he said in a Facebook post, We all have responsibility to protect our own democracy. That means helping people register and vote, clearing up confusion about how this election will work, and taking the steps to reduce the chances of violence and unrest. Oh! Well, thank you, Mr. Z Zickle Pickle Dickleberg. Facebook has faced council security since that didn't make sense. The 2016 presidential election over how it's moderating misinformation and attempts to interfere in campaigning and elections. The company has also faced and continued criticism from Democrats over its policy that exempts political ads from fact checking. Basically, Democrats bitching. <laughs> That, that's what that is, if you were wondering. But uh, Joe Biden's presidential campaign in June called for Facebook to take a more aggressive approach to speech from politicians, including fact-checking political ads during the two weeks before the election day. So, basically, Facebook here and Mark Zuckerberg wants to crack down on that fake news, basically. Which, <clears throat> we know a certain someone who is n known for said fake news. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, I don't control Facebook. But fuck it. Go for it. Because it is kind of annoying seeing, seeing Joe Biden go, Oh, oh, Trump did that. And then seeing an ad saying, Oh, Oh, Sleepy Joe this. Oh, oh Sleepy Joe this. Oh, be -de -be -de jo Joe Biden pedophile. You know, all that shit. And, of course, I have to deal with it on the uh, the TV. Which, what's funny is... I've realized that the Democrats are way more active when it comes to TV uh, ads. I, I hardly ever see any Republicans advertise during the uh, elections or whenever they're uh, running for anything. You know, I hardly ever see a Republican ad. Always seeing a lot of Democrat stuff. Ooh, the Democrats are king of the media. <laughs> Fucking right-wingers. You know? They're like, oh, Democrats own TV. Oh, Democrats control TV. Democrats this. I'm a Republican. I blame Democrats for shit. You know? That's that's basically a Republican's number one uh, reason to blame something. They, they blame it. it I, you, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Brain.exe not responding. Basically, Republicans blame Democrats for everything. If you think about it, you know, but yeah, Facebook and uh, Mark Suckapenisberg, they're uh, trying to crack down on fake news. How wonderful. But, uh, oh boy. Oh, before we get on to this uh, next article, the uh, 
<clears throat> I thought I'd throw this in as a little bonus. Uh, so the Trump TikTok bullshit that's been going on. I know we've been following that a little bit. So I guess Oracle uh, submitted a deal to, to, to fucking President Orange Cheeto face. And I, I guess at first it was accepted, but now Cheeto man's like, No, I don't like that deal, fuck it. You know? <laughs> that that was good but (laughs) basically Trump didn't like the deal so we're TikTok sorry but um, Trump is banning more Chinese apps Trump's ban on WeChat won't affect the apps users Justice Department says People unaffiliated with the app maker sued Trump on grounds that this is executive order is unconstitutional. Which, yeah. Trump doesn't give two single fucks, though. This is from uh, CNET.com. The Trump administration's looming ban on WeChat won't target people who use or download the Chinese-owned app. The administration said in a filling... Wednesday, the government's filling came in response to, I can't lead, came in response to a lawsuit filled in August by a group of WeChat users who aren't affiliated with the company behind the app and argue that President Donald Trump's ban is unconstitutional. Trump signed an executive order on August 6th banning U.S. transactions on WeChat, calling the messaging app owned by the Chinese tech, uh, Chinese, Chinese giant tension, a significant threat to national security. Basically, fucking Trump hates goddamn China. (laughs) This is pretty much what that is. Trump hates fucking China. Well, we all know that. You know, know, if, if if you have a brain, we all know Trump hates fucking China. Hey, but he loves Russia. You know, he loves Russia. But the article goes on to say the user's group's lawsuit saw a restraining order against the executive order, calling it vaguely worded and saying it fails to provide evidence that WeChat poses a threat to U.S. national security. Again, Trump hating on fucking China. What the fuck do you expect from the orange Cheeto man, you know? But the Justice Department did say in in the filling that it had the filing. I'm probably saying they weren't. The filling, filing, whatever the fuck it is. It had notified WeChat users that their use of the app won't wasn't prohibited by the order without addressing concerns central to their legal challenge. But Basically, it's Trump hating on China. (laughs) You know? But, I don't fucking know. But, uh, moving on from that. Hey, YouTube is, uh, trying to come up with a alternative to TikTok. If that, hey, if that shit gets banned, YouTube's adding a new shorts feature to rival TikTok and Instagram reels. This is from CNET.com as well.
Oh boy. Sorry, I had to make sure I was doing something here. Okay. YouTube is getting on the short form video craze. In a blog post, the Google owned video platform detailed its new format, which calls which it calls shorts. The new feature will be a rival for the Chinese app TikTok and that's TikTok. Yeah, it's now called TikTok. TikTok and Instagram Reels. Designed as a new short-form video experience right on YouTube for creators and artists who want to shoot short, catchy videos, Jesus Christ, with their phones. Shorts will be capped at a maximum of 15 seconds per clip. TikTok allows for 60-second videos, while Instagram Reels also max at 15 seconds. I've, really? Oh. Okay. As with TikTok or Reels, music can be added to the clips with YouTube providing tools to edit multiple video clips together as well as speed controls, blah bitty blah bitty blah bitty blah blah blah. You get it. Like with TikTok, swiping vertically from one shorts video will let you move to the new one. Oh, whoop de doo. So it's basically just like fucking TikTok, you're saying? B basically. <laughs> oh god basically google's like ooh so so people like their videos in short form now okay we can do that too no problem you know no fucking problem <laughs> i don't know but that that is interesting we'll have to see how that plays out you know we will have to see how the fuck that plays out uh, I, I may have to give it a little bit of a try here and see what the fuck it's all about. You know? <sighs> YouTube shorts. Okay, YouTube, calm the fuck down. Y you know? Like, fuck. <laughs> it's, I, I, okay. Anyways, moving right along from that good shit. Uh, we're going to talk about, this is a topic that I want to get into because it seems our president wants to rush reopening of schools, bars and all that so fucking quickly, but you know, we're going to talk about reopening schools. Now, if we do want to reopen schools, we, we need strict COVID procedures. Of course we need masks. Obviously that would be one, uh, Social distancing, if possible. That's two. You know. And, you know, if social distancing is possible, but uh, not all students can fit at full capacity, you know, make sure you have, like, online Zoom calls as well. So for students who want to be at home, they can join in on a Zoom call and listen on, get the fuck out of here. Although this is, this is also from the Dallas Morning News, this article I'm about to read here. But, uh, yes, obviously, you know, have a Zoom call available for students to join in and to listen to what the teacher is saying to the students who are in the class, you know. And, of course, another big thing is, is uh, after the students leave, make sure all the desks, if, if it's a school that rotates classes, uh, make sure all the desks are thoroughly wiped down with bleach and cleaner, you know. 
bleach those fucking desks, clean them as best as you can, clean the chairs, clean everything around where students were, you know, make sure that room is spotless clean before the next students come in. Like I said, if we're rotating, but those, those are big COVID procedures that should be, be put in place. But this article I'm about to read, this is from the Dallas Morning News. And oh boy, Texas is getting off to a rocky start. More than 4,500 students and staff in Texas schools have tested positive for COVID-19 since the start of the school year. New data from the Texas Education Agency and Department of State Health Services shows that around 0.2% of students and staff who have participated in on-campus activities have been affected. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there have been 4,519 documented cases of COVID-19 in Texas public schools since the start of the 2020-2021 school year. According to new state data released by Texas Education Agency and the Department of State Health Services, Thursday's announcement, which only included a statewide aggregate is the first attempt to track novel coronavirus cases in texas schools a district level breakdown will be available next week tea spokesperson jake kobe's kobe screw sky whatever the fuck his name is said the new dashboard is available on the dhsh website cool The total represents around 0.2% of the estimated number of staff and students currently on Texas campuses. According to the agency, for students, there are 2,344 cases from an estimated 1.1 million students who took part in the on-campus instruction or activity since the start of August. Last week, 990 students tested positive and an increase from 48% from the previous week as more schools returned to in-person instru instruction. So again, obviously, uh, oh, a red state, red state. Oh yeah, and the reason why I say that is we'll we'll get into that with the next topic we're about to talk about, and we'll this is getting into the heavy Trump talk too. So, who oh boy? But uh, but 1.1 million students is only a fifth of the state's 5.5 million public student public school students. School districts are required to offer virtual learning. Good. Virtually in several of the state's largest school districts, including Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Arlington, haven't resumed in-person classes yet. Okay. <clears throat> For staff members, there are 2,175 cases over the same time period from an estimated 800,000 employees. Last week, 791 staff members tested positive, showing a similar 48% increase from the previous week. In early August, the state agencies told the Dallas Morning News that they were uncertain how or even if they could if they would track COVID-19. 2 weeks later, the agencies announced their plans to do so and started a pilot programming involving several school districts. State law already requires school schools report non fundable conditions including 
communicable diseases and infections to local health authorities, asking them to provide all information known to them concerning the illness and physical condition of such persons. So, you know what? We'll finish this article. Why not? It's almost done. <laughs> I just scrolled down. Yeah, you know what? We'll finish it. Why not? Failing to do so is a Class B misdemeanor. But Thursday's report was not based on that data from local health authorities. Instead, the TEA is requiring schools to fill out their weekly totals of COVID-19 cases via an online web form. Cases should be reported if a student, teacher, or staff member who participates in any campus activity has a test-confirmed positive result. According to the state guidelines, antibody tests, which indicate that someone had a past infection of the novel coronavirus are not required to be reported. The data will be provided overview of the burden of disease in Texas schools over the time and inform public policy decisions about COVID-19. A TEA press release stated, school districts and other local authorities will continue to be the best source of the most current and specific information about the cases in their schools. So, of course, while schools are required to inform parents if a positive case has been found on campus, the levels specify and transparency varies from district to district. Many school systems have developed dashboards indicating the level of positive cases from campus to campus, while others have limited their communications to state-mandated notices. So base, basically, Texas is there. I don't know, man. It's Texas. What the fuck do you expect? But uh, let us now dive into the Trump talk here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Who boy. This next article I'm about to read is from uh, USAToday.com. And oh boy, <laughs> are you guys ready? Because I hope you all are. I know I am. Because Trump is blaming blue states for increase in nation's corona di coronavirus death rates. Yup. Mm-hmm. Basically, Trump blaming Democrats for things. Trump being Trump, as usual. <clears throat> President Donald Trump blamed blue states for in, for increasing the nation's death rate from coronavirus, suggesting that if you take the blue states out, the equation of the United States would be far more competitive with other countries. The claim drew a swift rebuke Thursday from Democrats such as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who noted Trump is the president of all states. Trump has long blamed Democrat leaders for a variety of ills, including Democrat-run cities where protests against police have occasionally turned violent. But his suggestion that states fared better or worse with the pandemic depending on their political... Excuse me, what? Political fucking party, whatever. Was most... Explit effort yet to frame the handling of the virus in political terms. 
So basically, in other words, Trump being Trump. You know. <clears throat> the president's remarks came as his administration faced questions about the death rate from the virus in the United States compared to other countries. The U.S. has experienced about 60 coronavirus deaths for every 100,000 people, according to John Hopkins data, among the highest rates in the world. Oh, want to explain that there, Donnie boy? <laughs> yes, what I thought. <laughs> Trump has focused instead on a case fatality rate. The number of people who have died after contracting the virus, a metric in which the in metric in which the US fares far better. Of course, he's basically looking for stats to try to make himself look good. He's like, "Oh, but but, but this this this, you know, speaking to reporters at the White House late Wednesday, Trump argued the United States is landsliding I stay, whatever the virus well despite the fact that the blue states had tremendous death rates if you take out the take the blues I can fucking read bro can you can you guys hear this I'm not cutting any of that out cause fuck it this is this is all unedited baby Fuck it. <laughs> I can read, though. Fucking A. But yeah, basically he said, if you take the blue states out, he continued, we are at a level I don't think anybody in the world would be at. We are, we're really at a very low level, but some of the states, they were blue states. And blue states managed. So again, basically him blaming Democrats for things. But oh, hey, other states with high number of death rates include Texas, a red state, and Florida, a battleground, which is basically also a red state. Those are states among the, the nation's most populous. The picture is slightly different when normalized. For population, New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts had among the most highest death rates per 100 people. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Massachusetts governor is a Republican. Of course, a lot of people say he's a Republican. He's a Democrat and a Republican shoes, which I agree with that. Excuse me. According to John Hopkins University... But red states and battlegrounds such as Louisiana, Mississippi, Arizona, and Michigan were also in the top 10. And the article basically goes on to say, Overall, states that voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016 have experienced nearly 105,000 deaths from coronavirus so far. According to a USA Today analyst of the Hopkins data, about 74 deaths per 100,000 people. States that voted for Trump have experienced more than 91,000 deaths, roughly 50 per 100,000 people. Excuse me. Democrats slammed Trump's notion of blaming the nation's death on Democratic leaders. <clears throat> Which, again, Trump being Trump. What, what the hell do you expect? The job is to be president of all Americans, Democratic 
presidential nominee Joe Biden tweeted at Trump on Thursday, for the love of God, start acting like it. Which, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Joe is right. I mean, come on, Donald. Let's go. You're the fucking president of the United States. It's time you start acting like the president of the United States. But basically, Trump being Trump, you know? Anyways, that is uh, that article is from the USA Today. Uh, this is from uh, ctvnews.ca. This is a Canadian site. So this is a website outside of the U.S. As Trump played down virus, health experts' alarm grew. Public health officials were already warning Americans about the need to prepare for the coronavirus threat in early February. February when U.S. President Donald Trump called it deadly stuff in a private conversation that now only has come to light. At the time, the virus was mostly a problem in China, with just 11 cases confirmed in the United States. There was uncertainty about how the U.S. ultimately would be affected, Excuse me, and top U.S. officials would deliver some mixed messages along the way. But their overall trust was to take the thing seriously we are preparing as if it as if this is a pandemic dr nancy meissner of the centers of disease control and prevention told reporters on february 5th that this is just good common sense public health trump however had a louder megaphone than his heath health experts and in a public and in public, he was playing down the threat three days after delivering his deadly assessment in a private call with journalist Bob Woodward. He told New Hampshire rally on February 10th, it's going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't so fine now. Hmm. Trump's acknowledgement in Woodward's new book, Rogue, that has minimized that he was minimizing the severity of the virus in public to avoid causing panic has triggered waves of criticism that wasn't leveling with the American people. The White House has tried to answer that criticism by pointing the selected comments from the U.S. health experts to suggest that they were on the same page with Trump all along, obviously. White House Press Secretary Kayla Mc... Kayla Mc... Any... Whatever the fuck her name is. Highlighted comments from Dr. Anthony Fushi, the nation's top infectious disease expert, to try to make the case that Trump didn't lie to the public. She cited a February 17th interview in which Fushi focused on his concern on the seasonal flu then playing out. This is this is a very long article, indeed. Uh, but again, this is from CTV News. But yeah, basically, Trump being Trump. You know, Trump not giving two single fucks. You know? Because that's what Trump does. Not give two single fucks. <laughs> you know? But. I don't know. He he's a headache in the in the Oval Office, big time. Oh God, I'm looking at the article right now. I'm just looking at his fucking orange spray tanned face. Oh God. 
I had to get into that one day. But uh, moving on from that article again, and you can find that on uh, ctv.ca. But uh, this is from dailywire.com. And uh, Biden campaign erupts, refuses to answer if Biden using teleprompter during live interviews. And obviously, this is a Fox News interview. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. A Fox News interview. You know it has to be good. <laughs> Let's get into this, shall we? A top press secretary for Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden's campaign erupted in anger on Thursday afternoon after he was asked during a live television interview if Biden had been using a teleprompter to answer questions during media interviews. It's basically Fox News being Fox News. What do you expect? I don't believe any of the bullshit media. I don't believe CNN. I don't believe MSNBC. I don't believe CNBC. I don't believe Fox News. I don't believe any news source, honestly. They're all bullshit. They're all made up BS propaganda crap. That's all it is. But uh, the segment is especially newsworthy because Biden has faced repeated questions about his mental fitness for office. And Trump and the Trump campaign has continually highlighted instances in which Biden appears to be using a teleprompter to answer questions during interviews. Has Joe and then this is basically what uh, Brett Bayer asked. Uh, this is basically his question. He said. Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&A with supporters? Fox News anchor Brett Baker asked. And then basically TJ Ducklow, whatever the fuck his name is, said, he said, Brett, we're not going to in. And then he, I guess it's cut off. This is, this is straight from the Trump campaign talking points. Biden spokesperson TJ Dark low you wrote. Yeah, which is he's right. It is from the Trump campaign talking points. But uh, I guess basically said, well, yeah, they're using it. Bayer responded. And then basically this this is what this is the whole uh, interview, I guess. Well, not the whole interview, but I guess this is what they said back and forth. Well, yeah, they're using it. Bayer responded. And then basically Ducklow, whatever the fuck his name is, Ducko guy, I'll call him Ducko guy. Basically Ducko guy said, and what it does, and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. And then basically the Fox News dude said, they're using it. They talk about it every day. Can you say yes or no, Bayer pressed? They talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent strategy, Ducko continued. Well, you haven't answered, Bayer, yes or no. After Ducko continued to rant, Bayer responded, I understand, but you can't answer the question. It's, it's, okay, it's not that he can't answer the question, it's because you're Fox News and you're bullshit. <laughs> you know? After Ducko continued to rant, Bayer responded, I understand, but you can't answer the question. Ducko then promoted a conspiracy theory suggesting without evidence that the Trump campaign was funneling their questions through Fox News in an effort to get Biden campaign to respond. Oh, and then here's the interview. 
Here are just a few examples of the Trump campaign documenting Biden's alleged use of a teleprompter to answer questions during interviews. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. I, I swear. Oh, God. So I, 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 I had to, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I had to pause the recording here real quick. And, uh, I had to take a look at these, you know, I, I had to, <laughs> they're basically from a, a Trump fan page, Twitter account account. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Earlier in the day, Biden appeared to struggle to keep his thoughts straight while trying to deny that he was slow Joe. Oh, Who's, I mean, this idea of, you know, slow Joe, Biden said as he started to laugh before losing his train of thought. I, anyway, I, I shouldn't laugh about it because, uh, anyway, Donald Trump, uh, just look at his phone. Watch us and determine whether or not you think, uh, um, I'm misleading anyone. <laughs> not you personally, but the public. You look at me and judge me based on. During an interview in August, Bolda, Bolda, yeah, his name is now Bolda. During an interview in August, Biden told a reporter, "Anyway, I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American people judge my physical and mental, mental, <laughs> my physical as well as my mental, you know." But basically, basically, Joe Biden's stupid. Joe Biden, a poo-poo brain. Hey Siri, how old is Joe Biden? Joe Biden is 77 years old. Fuck, that explains it. Jesus Christ. Guy's brain is probably running fucking Windows 3.1. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Processing power of Windows 3.1 computer. Bitch running on fucking DOS. You know? <laughs> Anyways. Moving right along. Oh, God. Trump can't even get his goddamn fucking campaign videos correct. <laughs> Oh God! This this is this is proof that he loves Russia, you know. Ah, uh, what what the fuck, Donald? Russian jets identified in Trump campaign ad calling for support for the troops, like he supports the troops. Anyways, a recent digital ad for President Trump's re-election campaign calling for the public to support our troops reportedly used a stock image of Russian-made fighter jets and weapons. Political reported Monday citing experts who identified the image. That is definitely an MIG-29 Pierre Spray who helped design both the F-16 and A-10 planes for the U.S. Air Force told political regarding the photo in the ad I'm glad to see I'm glad to see it's supporting our troops damn bird 
the king of fake news and the lover of Russia, loving Russia even more. I, I, I bet you Putin slipped them a couple hundo million under the table and be like, use Russian plane in campaign video. That, that sounded nothing like a fucking Russian at all. Daniel Trump, no, fuck it. That sounds fucking French. Daniel Trump. Vladimir Putin is now a French. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Putin's like, yeah, man, yo, Trump. Yo, Trump, I'm gangster Putin. Yo, yo, what up, motherfucker? Yo, use, uh, use uh, some Russian motherfucking jets in your campaign video. That'll get motherfuckers to vote for you. Damn straight. Russia love, mother. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. But, uh... <laughs> Rushland Pokhov of Center of Analysis of Strategies and Technologies in Moscow also confirmed to Politico that the planes are Russian MIG-29... And said that the soldier on the far right carries an AK-74 assault rifle. <laughs> Just more proof that Trump supports Russia. You know? Using Russian jets in his political ads. Praise Russia, Mother Russia. Sukabret. I don't know. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, Donald. What what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that's right. Shut up. Stupid freaking article playing in the background. Jesus Christ, Donald. The man is the king of fake news. You know why? Because Trump, 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 a bump, a dump, a lump, a flump, a dump. Crumpa-snump-a-dump, whatever the fuck his name is, shares fake video of Biden playing Fuck the Police. The man is that desperate on getting reelected. This motherfucker is gonna share a fake video. The king of fake news, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and they show the tweet. What's this all about? Hold on, let's 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 open the tweet. Let's see what the fuck it's all about. Oh, this tweet is from a suspended Twitter account. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, President, this is uh, also from the uh, Hill.com. President Trump shared a fake video Wednesday morning that made it. Seem Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden was playing the NWA Fuck the Police song. Which, fuck the police, honestly. It's, it's the latest example of Trump retweeting a fake or doctored manipulative, manipulated image or message from his Twitter account. I mean, when the fuck doesn't he? The man is the king of fucking fake news. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> of course he's gonna share doctored fucking images. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> you know? <laughs> the man loves fake news. He, he secretly loves it. You know? 
It comes as the president is learning into a new law and order message on the campaign trail. And as he trails Biden in the national and swing state polls, which polls honestly don't mean fucking shit. Fucking Clinton was leading Trump in all the polls last election and well, look who fucking won. You know, the fake video was tweeted by pro-Trump parody account, the United Spot. Trump added the words, what is this all about? And it shows the tweet over the video in which Biden is depicted as playing the NWA song from the 1988 at a Hispanic Heritage Month event. Twitter flagged the video as manipulated media, which they should because, you know, that's basically Trump being Trump. What the fuck? Again, what do you expect? That's what the fucking man does. He acts... I have never seen a... Bro, why why do we live in an age where this old fuck has access to technology like this? Why? 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 Why does... God damn it. Why must Trump know how to use a fucking phone? I, I tell you. Trump should just be banned from social media completely. The man is a fucking nuisance on social media, okay? The man is a complete nuisance. And in, and, and literally embarrasses our country with his antics on social media. Honestly, Trump supporters are so damn blind. How did they not... How, how, how are they okay with this? You know? How? How is anybody okay with this shit? This is our fucking president, bro. Our fucking president. And he acts like a complete embarrassment to our country on social media all the fucking time. Can, I, just, I swear, I just wish we could ban this man from social media completely. He's no good. He is no good. Trump and social media do not mix well at all. They don't. Mm-mm. In the original widely shared version, Biden instead plays Despacito from his phone after being introduced by Puerto Rican artist Louis Fonzi, who released a song last year. So, it it, it wasn't it, it wasn't ah uh, it wasn't fuck the police. It was Louis Fonzi. But uh, we're gonna read the uh, same article, but from a different website. Now this. I'm going to warn you is a more far left website, hence the name Occupy Democrats. But I do like to read articles from this website on the podcast sometimes. Again, we will mention them two other times coming up here. But uh, on Wednesday morning, President Trump shared two doctor videos of Vice President Joe Biden on his Twitter account without a hint of shame. This is why I love reading off these articles from this website, making it grimly clear that he is about to run the dirtiest election campaign this nation has seen since George Bush accused John McCain of fathering an illegitimate black child. Oh. The first video was a clip of Biden at last night's campaign event where he weirdly pulled out his cell phone and played a few... Weirdly, he... Weirdly pulled out his cell phone and played a few seconds of Super Smash hit song Despacito and bobbed around to it. Oh, God. I, I, I look, I have to. Oh, and of course, yep. 
they show the image of it being marked as manipulated media. Immediately seized on for... No, oh God, I can read. Wow. Immediately seized on for meme folder by president's supporters. The account United Spot shared a video where the song is replaced with 90s rap group NWA's infamous hit Fuck the Police, which was then blasted out to the president's millions of followers as part of Trump's intensive efforts to paint his opponent as being the enemy of the police. So again, basically Trump being Trump. You know? But uh continuing Oh god, this this man is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Trump says he'll negotiate third term warns Democrats will rig election. This is from slate.com again we'll read a similar article to this on Occupy Democrats as well. I have I've included three Occupy Democrat articles, so yeah. But uh, this article says speaking to a packed, largely maskless crowd in Nevada on Saturday, which hold on now let me let me get into this let me get into this real quick before we continue on with this fucking article. His fucking rallies, okay? His rallies. I don't like this man thinks that. At a time like this, it's okay to be holding big events with with fucking crowds in the thousands, you know? The man thinks that he can do whatever the fuck he want. And, and it's sad that his puppet brainwashed supporters will follow along with him. Of course... It's, it's disgusting, man. It's... It's crazy that our, our president thinks he's a fucking dictator, man. The president thinks he's a king. He thinks he rules the United States. He thinks everyone has to listen to him. Newsflash, buddy. We don't all have to listen to you. Speaking to a packed, largely maskless crowd in Nevada on Saturday night, President Donald Trump once again said he wants to serve three terms in office, which, buddy, sorry, that's not possible, so... Fuck off. Trump said he is possibly... <laughs> possibly entitled. Motherfucker, you ain't entitled to a goddamn thing. Okay, let me make that straight and clear. You ain't entitled to a motherfucking thing. Okay? <laughs> the man has an ego as well. As, as you can tell, the man has a huge ego. So, <laughs> you're going to notice him. You're going to notice that about him. Probably entitled to an additional four years in the White House. 52 days from now, we are going to win Nevada, and we are going to win four more years in the White House. Bullshit. Trump told a crowd of at least 5,000 people in Minden, Nevada, that was standing shoulder to shoulder... And then after that, we'll negotiate, right? Because we're probably, based on the way we were treated, we are probably entitled to another four after that. <laughs> Motherfucker, you ain't entitled to shit. 
you ain't entitled to shit. Mm-mm. Who the fuck made you king, bitch? Hmm? Who, who the fuck said you were king of the United States? Motherfucker, because last time I checked, no one. Absolutely no one. Uh, this is coming from OccupyDemocrats.com. We'll negotiate. Trump raises scepter of third term while campaigning in Nevada. Again, from uh, Occupy Democrats. Far left. Excuse me, I'm leaving that in. It's difficult to argue that he's just joking at this point. Honestly, I can agree. <laughs> Donald Trump repeated his... Off-uttered vow. Wow, the words that my eyes are going. Contemptuous of the U.S. Constitution that he would negotiate a third term after winning the current election as he campaigned in Nevada last night. Many people took Trump's unearned sense of personal victimhood over the way he has been treated as a threat to bypass the constitutional process necessary to overturn the 22nd Amendment, which limits presidents to just two terms. So basically, he wants to violate the fucking Constitution. At last time I checked, doesn't he want to uphold and wasn't he elected as president to uphold the Constitution? Wasn't he elected as president to protect the Constitution? Hmm? The Constitution isn't to King Trumpy Dumpy's liking. Uh-uh. The amendment passed after Franklin Franklin Roosevelt's record for presidential victories would require that salaries ratify a new amendment using the same process that led to the ratification of the 22nd Amendment. And what exactly have you done to deserve a third term? Because you've done nothing there, buddy. And honestly, you ain't even entitled to one either, so get the fuck out of here. Given that ratification would hardly be a matter subject to negotiation, Trump's careless words suggested a more indigenous manner of extending his term. Oh, Donald. Just, the, the man, the man thinks he can fucking rule the country and and it's not over yet oh no 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 because <laughs> oh trump trump basically said to uh, a cnbc host now that it was okay to call nancy crazy nancy to her face you know president trump on Wednesday, cited CNBC's Jim Carter. Oh, this is, by the way, this is from the Hill.com. Jim Carter, after he apologized for calling White House Speaker Nancy Pelosi crazy Nancy, which I'm glad he did that. 
shout out to him for apologizing, bro. You know, that 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 was uncalled for. Honestly, it wasn't necessary. It was not professional, you know. To her face during a live interview saying that the TV host didn't make a mistake and was only repeating what was true. <laughs> yeah, what is true in your eyes, Donald. Okay. And then I guess he says, Jim, you did make a mistake. It's true. That's why you said it. No pandering, Trump tweeted. Obviously, more childish bullshit. Which, come on, think about it. Think about it. A real president would never be a childish idiot on social media. You know, I wasn't alive for any of our past presidents. I'm, I'm, I'm only 23 years old. So I've been, a, I've only been around in this world for like 23 years, but you know, I, I think of some of the greatest presidents there are, you know, would they act like a child on social media if they were elected in this day and age, you know, because if you think about it, real presidents don't act like a child on social media. All right. It's. It's disgusting, the shit he says. And it's embarrassing to the country as well. And it's embarrassing that this is the shit he's saying. I'm sorry, Trump, but no, it's not true. More like you're the crazy one, okay? I just, it's this is childish behavior. It's not acceptable at all. In a live interview with Pelosi about ongoing coronavirus relief negotiations, Kramer addressed the speaker as Crazy Nancy, a phrase that the president often uses to refer to Pelosi. Before attempting to correct himself, saying he has such high reference for the office. Wait, did I say that right? Ah, oh, whatever. Referent what I can read for the office. I would never use that term. Pelosi was quick to know that he did in fact use the phase phrase. Wow, I can talk. Kramer's graph was met with a torrent of criticism on social media, with some calling it sexist and disrespectful. I made a very stupid comment. It was tongue-in-cheek attempt to make a point about the harsh tone about the negotiation in Washington, but it fell completely fat and I fat, yeah, fat. Flat and I apologize for that, Kramer said Wednesday, which shout out to him. You know, shout out to him for doing what was right and apologizing. My man, if you ever do hear this and I highly doubt you will, ignore what the stupid fucking president said, all right? The man is a child. The man does not know what the fuck he's talking about half the goddamn time. Okay? You did the right thing. You did what any smart human being would do. Apologized. Unlike Trump. Who wouldn't? Because the man is a POS. Anyways, but this is the uh, same article, but coming from a, a more far-left source, Occupy Democrats. But uh, they say, and by the way, this is the last Occupy Democrats article. And basically, this is the last bit of 
Trump bullshit we are going on about. Then we're going to get into a little bit of some celebrity gossip. Ooh, boy. <laughs> but, uh, yes, this is coming from Occupy Democrat. Democrats. <laughs> Occupy Democrats. <laughs> yep, that's what we're calling them from now on. <laughs> but uh, Trump rips CNBC host for apologizing for insulting Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my God. Speaker of House Nancy Pelosi appeared on CNBC for an interview with Jim Kramer yesterday and ended up reminding all of us why she is not a woman to be ter to be tiffled with whatever the fuck that word is I can't read I'm a retard what do you expect while discussing the inability of the Trump White House to forge any deal with Congress despite the ongoing pandemic Kramer stepped out of his Kramer stepped way over his line by disrespecting the speaker to her face, which is true. I'm sorry, but I agree with this. That was disrespectful for what he said. You Trump supporters can get the fuck out of here. Okay. Oh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into you Trump, Trump fuckers later. Okay. What deal we can have. What deal can we have, Crazy Nancy, said Kramer, using the distasteful nickname for Pelosi that Trump often uses. I'm sorry, that was the president. I have such reverence for the office, I would never use that term, Kramer quickly added. But you just did, said Pelosi, refusing to let him wiggle out of his behavior so easily. Get him, girl! Get him! Oh, come on, said Kramer. But you just did, repeated Pelosi. You know, I mean, you know. Oh, wow, wow. Whew. You know what I mean. You know what I mean, said Kramer. I know what you meant. I do, I do, said Pelosi. So she, she know what he meant. <laughs> she, she gets it. But again, that, that, that was, that was, that was childish of him to do. All right. It, it was real childish. And I, I'm sorry, Trump supporters, you all need to learn what the fuck respect is. All right. The, honestly, the fucking man needs to learn what respect is. But I, that's fucking Trump for you. The man's a big fucking man child. What do you expect? You know, what the fuck do you expect from him? And I know I, I was to blame to contributing to getting this man elected, but uh, I wisened up and uh, looked into him, you know. But anyways, moving on from all the politics and the Trump talk, let's let's get into some uh, celebrity gossip. Ooh, this is good. Cardi B files for divorce. From her husband of three years offset, calling the marriage irreversibly broken. Oh, yo, Cardi, baby. I know I'm not a big fan of your music, but you is hot, though. You know, hit me up. <laughs> she ain't gonna hit this ugly piece of shit up. What the fuck am I talking about? I mean, I'd smash the fuck out of that. Like, <laughs> she is fine, though, but how much of that shit is natural, though? 
you know? But uh, rapper Cardi B has filed for, for divorce from her husband, Offset, whom she had been married to for the past three years. And I guess they they were on and off at one point. She basically said that at one point the motherfuckers were done. But then I guess they made up and then this happened. Cardi B's real name that I'm not going to even try to pronounce. Alzheimer's. What? Excuse Wait, how do you pronounce this? Excuse me, how do you pronounce that? Alzheimer's. It looks like it says Alzheimer's. Hold on. How do you, how do you pronounce this? Altsner pronunciate here we go. Belcaliz Almanzar. Belcaliz Almanzar. Okay, well, well we'll just refer to her as Cardi B. Married the Migo singer offset real name. Whatever. Y- y'all can search his real name. In a secret ceremony in September 2007, the 27-year-old singer made the filling on Tuesday in Atlanta in Georgia near their mural home. Tuesday's filling states that the divorce is being contested by Offset 28, whom the rapper has a daughter, Culture. That motherfucker don't want to pay child support, that's for sure. (laughs) Cardi B is asking for primary physical custody. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Of their daughter will ask that Offset contributes to her support and maintenance. Meaning that motherfucker needs to give up that child support. Hand over that money, motherfucker. You got plenty of it. (laughs) Yeah. Cardi wants that child support. She's like, motherfucker, you can divorce me, but bitch, I want that money. (laughs) Hey, I mean, you know. It adds that the couple are living in a bonfade state of separation and that their marriage is irreversibly broken there is no prospects for rekindling, according to the fling so yeah basically cardi b's like fuck your bitch ass mumble rapping ass i don't, I don't know what kind of music he's make he makes and i honestly really don't care to listen to it because it's probably garbage but yeah cardi calls it quits she gone she piecing the fuck out. She collecting that cash and is like, bye, bitch. <laughs> but uh, moving on with uh, celebrity gossip and drama. Kanye West posts a video of himself peeing on one of his Grammys. Oh, and the video is playing. This is Oh, by the way, this is from uh, page6.com. And, uh, the last one was from, uh, skynews.com. My bad, I'm sorry. Terrible podcaster. Terrible podcaster, bro. But, uh, yes, Kanye West is being Kanye West as he posts a video of him pissing on one of his Grammys. 
Of course, the man has so many of them, like, he can do that. Kanye West gave one of his Grammys a golden shower. <laughs> Quite literally. In the midst of Twitter, in the midst of a Twitter meltdown on Wednesday, the Jesus Walks rapper, 43, tossed one of his 21 trophies into the toilet and peed all over it. Trust me, I won't stop, he captioned the video, which he shared on Twitter after publishing screenshots of his contract with Def Jam Music Group, which is substary of the Universal Music Group. West's off-putting video came amid a firestorm of tweets about the musician's lack of rights in owning their master recordings. So basically, Kanye is pissed off that he doesn't own complete full ownership of his work, which I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I can side with Kanye on this one, man. I would be fucking pissed too, bro, if I didn't own my own, my, own, my own work, man. That, that, that's fucked. I, I get it, bro. But yes, Kanye being Kanye, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? But uh, <laughs> I, I thought I'd include that little uh, celebrity gossip. But hey, uh, check this shit out. Florida is giving, getting even more fucking stupid. You want to know why? Well, Florida City to lift ban on saggy pants 13 years after it was put in place. Signs around Opalaka have warned people not to breach the ban with one reading, no ifs and or buts, it's the city law. And it shows a m bunch of motherfuckers sagging their pants. I'm going to tell you one thing, motherfucker. If you got to sag your pants just to look fucking cool, it's obvious you're not fucking cool. You know, makes you look more like a fucking faggot, to, to say the most, you know? Like, who the fuck thinks it's cool to wear their pants fucking down? Like, bro, who does that shit anymore? That shit's not cool. That shit's not hard. And that shit ain't going to get you no motherfucking pussy. So, all right? So, just, just, just nah. But apparently, Florida don't think so. A ban on saggy pants revealed a person's underwear is set to be lifted in South Florida. City. 13 years after it was put in place, the city's commission in Opa-Loka, northwest of Miami, has voted 4-1 to one to repeal both the original 2007 legislation and the 2013, will you fuck off at 2013 audience that said men and women could receive civil citations if they breached the ban, which... Honestly, it's stupid that the ban was lifted. Signs are in place around the city to warn people not to get caught with their pants down. Motherfucker, you get caught with your pants down. Someone should just go right up behind you and go. <laughs> <laughs> Signs are in place around the city to warn. One shows an image of two young men wearing pants below their waists and features the words, no ifs, ands, or buts, it's the city law. Which I, I like that. That that that's that's pretty fucking clever. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That that's that's pretty clever. Wednesday's vote was a first reading of the repeal, meaning it will need to be approved again at a subsequent commission meeting before it is official. Miami Herald reports. However, the item was co-sponsored by four of five commissioners. 
Vice Mayor Chris Davis, who sponsored the repeal, told Miami Herald, I was never in support of it, even as a resident. Oh. Oh, well, that's good to know. I felt disappointingly affected a certain segment of our population, which is young Africans. Oh my god, so don't tell me it's it's more to do with the racial bullshit that's going on. Oh my god. So sure, let's just let everyone look like faggots. Not only black people do this, you know that, right? Not, not only fucking black people do this. White people do it as well. <laughs> Which is young African American men. Oh. Oh my god. Let, let, let's let's move on from this this bullshit. This next article Basically the rest of these articles I'm about to read off are all coming from the hill.com. But uh I guess I'm wrong about the Trump talk being over. But uh Mac maskless f- flash mob marches through Target shouting take take off that mask and what do you know these people are actually fucking trump supporters yeah that's right people who don't care about your safety okay a viral video shows a group of demonstrators some donning red magma shirts or hats without masks and a flash mob at a target in Florida yelling at customers to take their take their face masks off. So long story short, long story short, uneducated idiot Trump supporters. Oh, there's even children too. I just looked at the video. There's even it's basically a bunch of young fucking children doing this. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The Target guy, Chris Nielsen. Oh, and here's his fucking YouTube channel. The video was posted on YouTube by Chris Nielsen, who has 156 subscribers. And has posted... Hey, I have more subscribers than him. (laughs) Haha, fuck you, bitch. And has posted several videos falsely claiming the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, so basically it's just another fucking Trump troll. An uneducated fucking Trump troll who knows nothing about what the fuck they're talking about, believing bullshit Trump conspiracy theories. That's all this is. It's just a bunch of careless fucking Trump supporters being careless fucking Trump supporters. Trump and his supporters don't care about the American people's health or safety. It's obvious they don't. And this is proof right fucking here. What people would go around Target doing this kind of shit? I'll tell you, Trump supporters would. You know? And again, this is all coming from the hill.com. No, this is not coming from a right-wing or left-wing site like Occupy Democrats. This is this is coming from a a, a neutral site, the hill.com. They are pretty neutral. In celebration of Burn Your Mask Day, we decided to spread some freedom dust over the shoppers and employees of Target. More like spread your fucking corona dust. Hashtag bury... Hashtag burn your mask. Hashtag free your face. Hashtag no mask. 
Nelson wrote in the video caption. Oh, and then I guess... If an in okay, here we go. And this is what the fuck his argument is. This is his bullshit argument. If an infant doesn't wear a mask, then no one should wear a mask. As Christina Gomez and an live stream on Face Oh 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 this bitch was on Facebook as well. Said Christina Gomez in a live stream on Facebook. Gomez shared the event called Anti Mask Flash Mob on her account. People looking at us like what's going on? Isn't it crazy how people look at me like we crazy because we don't have a mask on? I think y'all crazy for having a mask on. So let me get this straight. So let me get this fucking straight. According to this brainwashed puppet Trump supporter. People's health and safety. People are crazy because they care about one another's health and safety. So that, that's that's what I'm getting here. People are crazy because they care about one another's health and safety. Hmm. And who are people who don't care about other people's health and safety? Oh, that's right. Trump supporters. Brain dead, spineless Trump supporters is all this is. It's all that was. This is also coming from the hill.com. Uh, moving on. Moving swiftly right along from that bullshit. Georgia Sheriff's deputy fired after video shows him repeatedly punching a man. Basically, power-hungry pigs being power-hungry pigs. Two sheriff's deputies in Georgia have been fired after being caught on video reportedly striking a man. And of course, the video is shown. The footage, which, the first, which first surfaced on Instagram, shows two deputies of the Clayton County Sheriff's Office restraining the man and striking him. One deputy audibly snouts, shouts, snouts, audibly shouts, he bit my hand. The man, Roderick Walker, was in a, was in a rideshare vehicle with his girlfriend and his child when officers pulled the car over for a taillight violation. According to Walker's attorney, Sean Williams, according to the reports, a child could be hearing, heard shouting daddy in the, oh my, oh, 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 this is heartbreaking, oh, why do these fucking power hungry pigs have to do shit like this, just because you have a fucking badge does not mean you can do whatever the fuck you want, get it through your thick fucking skulls, you power hungry fucking pigs, I fucking hate the police. They are nothing but a bunch of power-hungry fucking pigs. And this is a prime example. In the background, as the officer restrained Walker. Walker, oh, and of course he went on CNN. Oh, God. Walker's, Williams told CNN that two deputies demanded Walker's ID, becoming upset when he asked why. Boom. Power hungry pigs. Basically, this was an example of pigs trying to cause trouble. All because of a fucking taillight. Williams said that after Walker 
said that he had not done anything wrong. Deputies told him to step out of the car leading to the... Exactly! Exactly! What the fuck did he do wrong? What did he do wrong, bootlickers? Tell me that, motherfuckers! Tell me that, you motherfucking bootlickers! What did he do wrong? Hmm? What the fuck did he do wrong? Other than refuse to give the officers his ID, which he has every single right to do. What did he do wrong? What the fuck did he do to deserve this? The deputy who repeatedly struck Ro Roderick Walker is being terminated. Fucking thank you. He deserves it. Being terminated from Clayton County Sheriff's Office by order of Sheriff Victor Hall for excessive use of force. Thank you. Shout out to the Clayton Sheriff's Office for actually waking the fuck up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Clayton Sheriff's Office, for making the right fucking call, for getting rid of this corrupt pig. And you see why now? People are protesting. You see why now, bootlickers? People are fucking angry. Okay? And you see why now, bootlickers? No one has respect for the cops. Because of shit like this. And you know what I say? Why respect them if they don't respect us? Hashtag why respect them if they don't respect us? You know? This is why I, I don't trust police. You know? I'm not gonna lie. I'll still call police if I need them. But if it's a situation that I can handle in my own hands, I'm going to do whatever I can to handle it in my own hands. And if it's a situation that I can't handle in my own hands, then it's up to them. But this is ridiculous, man. I, although I am very glad the officer was terminated. I am glad the officer is well, no longer an officer anymore. And the, honestly, the officer got what the fuck he deserved. The officer had no right to do what he did. None. Zero. What did the man do? Bootlickers. Tell me this. What the fuck did the man do? You know? What exactly did he do to deserve this? Because I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't see nothing. Other than a man... Being within his constitutional rights. Anyways. We are finally now moving on to our last topic of this wonderful podcast. In ooh boy. Connecticut to find people who don't wear masks. Damn fucking straight. This is something that should be enforced all throughout the uh, country. Honestly, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont said Monday that the state will impose fines on people who do not adhere to the state's man mask mandate and limits on event capacity. Under a new executive ordered issue from Lamont, residents will be required to pay $100 fines for not wearing masks, up to $250 for going out 
two large unauthorized events, and up to 500 for planning unauthorized events, according to the Hartford Courant. Whatever the fuck it is. Under present rules, events are limited to 25 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. Connecticut Chief Operating Officer Josh Gibell said the order is set to take effect Thursday at midnight. He told the newspaper that the state has struggled with how to enforce the mandates, which honestly, in my eyes, this is a perfect way to enforce it. This is this is beautiful. I honestly wish every state would do this. You, of course, this is something you would never see Florida do. This is something you would never see Texas do. This is something you would never see any red state do. Of course, yes, this governor is a Democrat. Uh, Ned Lamont, Democratic governor for Connecticut. So, Honestly, Governor Charlie Baker, you need to hop on this law, man. Definitely need to hop on it. Fuck, Governor Ron DeSantis, this is something you need to hop on too. This is, this is, if I was governor of Florida, this is something I'd definitely be putting in place. Because, oh boy, the amount of fine money Florida would be collecting. It would be a lot. It would be a lot. I mean, and if you think about it, I do hear that Republicans love money. You know? Hey, this could be a way to cash in, you know, a way to make that extra cheddar, you know, <laughs> you know, a little, little, little way to cash in and make that money. Oh, boy. Just goes to show the current state of America, you know. But the uh, article goes on to say, under a new executive order issued from Lamont, residents will be required. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I read this part, but fuck it. I'll read it one more time. Just to get it through y'all skulls. Required to pay $100 in fines for not wearing masks. So it's a $100 fine for not wearing a mask. $250 for unauthorized large events. And up to $500 for planning unauthorized events. Under present rule, events are limited to 25 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. Connecticut Chief Operating Officer Josh Gebel said that the order is set to take effect Thursday at midnight. Local officials have currently local officials currently can issue a $1000 fine for violation of the state's travel advisory or a misdemeanor charge which many officials consider excessive. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I honestly, I, I can see that. That is a little too much. There wasn't really that much being done because many people viewed a misdemeanor charge as excessively harsh for failing to wear a mask. If you couldn't socially distance, Gabel told the, cor the Corant. So they asked for this new tool, an infraction that was a bit of a step down enforcement. Fines already exist for some individual municipals in the state, such as the town of Samsbury, where a violation of either masking or social distancing orders is punishable by a $250 fine. 
it has come up over and over again to the point where we felt it was an appropriate thing to do. Gabriel told the Cornan. I'm calling it the Cortan. The 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 Cortana. <sighs> the order comes as the state's positivity rate for the coronavirus tests has been on the rise. The rate has hovered below 1% between mid-July and early September, but has reached 1.5% the last Wednesday and has not returned below 1% since. As of Tuesday, the state has 54,895 confirmed cases and 4,485 confirmed deaths, according to John Hopkins University. So, there was a little bit of a coronavirus scare in Connecticut. You know, I, I wouldn't blame them. But again, red states really need to adopt this, bro. Florida, Texas, come on. You know, every state in this fucking country should adopt this this mandate. This is this is a good one. I, I, I approve of it. I like it, you know. And it makes that money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that that is finally it. We have finally reached the end of this podcast. So now you don't have to hear me talk anymore. Are you happy? Hmm? I bet you are. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's it. I'm done. I will see you all. Well, not see you all, but you will hear me all. You'll hear me next time. Y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. (laughs) Anyways, people. You know where to find the podcast, anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier. You can find it on uh, Spotify, search my name, Jeremy Mosier, or, uh, uh, you know. What was that other one? Oh, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Just search my name, Jeremy Mosier, as well. Oh, and it's also on my uh, second channel, Boston32332. Uh, yeah, go subscribe to that. I also post the uh, podcasts up there as well. Again, that's Boston32332. So go subscribe. Anyways, that that's it for now. Bye-bye. Have a good day.